As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Old Testament is a prophetic blueprint of the story of Jesus. A prophet's vision is foreshortened, and they see as present what really is the future. So we open the book of the Old Testament, and here you're looking at a prophecy. It's not history, not secular history, it's a prophecy. The man is not aware of it. There's a rabbinical principle which states that what is not written in scripture is non-existent. The story of Jesus follows this principle. But as the poet said, it's embodied in a tale that they enter in at lowly doors. So you and I hear the story like a little tale. Now listen to these words. They are from the end of Luke. The 24th chapter, the last chapter of Luke. He had just explained scripture. Beginning with the law of Moses and all the prophets and the Psalms, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And then they say to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he opened to us the scriptures? And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. Now you would think a man appeared to those walking along the highway, and they didn't recognize him at first, and then he explained the scripture, and their hearts began to burn within them as he offered to them the scripture. And then their eyes were opened, they recognized him, and he vanished out of sight. This one is called the truth, that I am the truth. I am the way. I am the light. If I succeed in opening up the scriptures to you, 
then whatever you hold now as an image called Jesus Christ will vanish out of sight. The only enemy of Israel is a false god. There is no other enemy for any man in this world. A false god. If I could now take scripture and so interpret it that I could show you who God really is, for then anything you hold down in your mind's eye concerning an external God would vanish out of sight. Can I take the scripture and do it? I think I can. But it's one of the most difficult things in the world to change a fixed idea which comes back time and time again. So you simply repeat the story from different angles until finally you get through and the man discovers who he is. It is in us as persons that God the Father reveals himself. He comes to us as one unknown, yet one who in the most ineffable mystery lets man experience who he is. When we experience who he is, all false gods vanish. For in that experience we discover we are the Lord. And there is a definite way for the discovery, a definite plan. The whole thing was plain before that the world was. But we are children in this world of darkness. We came out from the world of light and purposely came into this world of darkness and took upon ourselves the form of this thing called man, the restriction, the contraction that is man. And one day, in the fullness of time, it unfolds, the mystery unfolds in a man. And that man in whom it unfolds tells it to as many as will listen. Some will agree, and some will disagree. Those that agree and really see it clearly, their eyes are open. They recognize not the man talking to them. They recognize the truth. For that I am the truth. So they recognize the truth of scripture. And then an external being that they turn to and worship vanishes out of their sight. There is no more external God in their world. They find him within themselves. That's the story. Everything said in scripture concerning Jesus is taken from the Old Testament. And most of it you'll find in the words of David. Now let us take a look in the 10th chapter of the epistle to the Hebrews, you will find verse after verse taken from the 40th Psalm, which is credited to David, a Psalm of David. In the volume of the book, it is all about me. That's what David is saying. I delight to do thy will, O my God. These same words, are used in the 10th chapter 
of the epistle to the Hebrews concerning Jesus. He said, I have come to do the will of him who sent me. That's my food. Just to do the will and to accomplish the work he gave me to do. These are the words of David. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. That's the unknown author speaking of Jesus. Yet in the 40th Psalm, these are the words of David. These are prophetic. It's fulfilled in a man. Who is the man? Nor we give a name. We call it Jesus. They say he was a carpenter. And you think of a carpenter as one with a hammer and a saw and a chisel and things of that nature. Working in wood. That's not the definition of a carpenter in the Bible. The word carpenter in the Bible means to produce from seed. As a mother. As a plant. Like the earth. That's the word carpenter. To bring forth. To be born. To be in travail. To be delivered. The time has come. For this thing to be born. That seed. That was the seed of God. And now it unfolds within a man. That man in whom it unfolds. Tells what happened to him. He relates his own experience. But he's up against a wall. For man being a child. He was told the story that he may enter in at lowly doors. For truth embodied in a tale shall enter in at lowly doors. So they heard it as I heard it, as you heard it. As my mother taught me, and then I went to school, and they confirmed what mother had said. Then I grew into manhood, still believing the story that I heard as a child. Until one day, in the fullness of time, the story erupted in me. And then I knew who Jesus is. Then and only then did I really know who God is. But I am telling you, it will erupt in you. And then, the God you now, if you still hold him, that is external to yourself, will vanish out of sight. You can no longer turn to an external God and pray to an external God when that which is in you unfolds like a flower. And it's you. Now let us take these passages from the book of Samuel. First Samuel. And you note it carefully as I quote these passages. I am quoting the last four verses of the 17th chapter of First Samuel. Prior to that, to make it clear for you, is a battle about to take place. And the battle is now the battle between the giant Philistine, Goliath, a man of war from the cradle, a giant. He is faced by a youth who has no armament, for he cannot wear the armament that King Saul gives him. He takes it off, he said, I'll go in the name of the Lord of Israel. I will have not a thing to do with the armament of man. I will go in the name of the Lord of Israel. And this day he will deliver the Philistine into my hand. 
He takes five stones. So that's not five little stones. It means grace. It's a gift. Five is the number of grace in scripture. That's the only omelet that he takes. Well, I think you're familiar with the story. He brings down the giant with the first blow into the forest. Having no sword, he takes the sword of the giant and severs his head. And then he comes back with the severed head of the giant. The king turns to his lieutenant Abner. He said, Abner, whose son is that you? And Abner answers, as thy soul liveth, O Lord, I cannot tell. He said, inquire whose son the stripling is. And then comes David with the head of the giant, holding it in his hand. And Abner brings him before Saul, and presents him before Saul. And Saul turns to David, and he said, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. You will note in all of these passages, that Saul is inquiring, not about David, but about David's father. Whose son are you, young man? Inquire whose son the youth is. Inquire whose son the stripling is. Now the word youth, young man, stripling, lad, are all from the same word in Hebrew. Elam. That's the word. But it also means to conceal, to hide from view, to veil a secret. The words are right, it's a youth, it's a lad, it is a young man. But it's something veiled, something concealed, it's a secret that is hidden. Something out of sight. He placed him in man. That in the fullness of time, it is that that is hidden in man that will reveal man to himself as God. For no one knows the Father but the Son. And no one knows who the Son is but the Father. So without the Son, you will never know that you are the Father. So then you start reading scripture. So he takes the book and he begins with the law of Moses. Then he comes through the prophets. Then he comes into the song, and he interprets to them, in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And he shows them exactly what was said in scripture. That this is the great rabbinical principle, that what is not written in scripture is non-existent. He is not interested in what Caesar's world does. He makes no attempt to change the pattern. If there were slaves in the day in which a man walks, when it happens in him, he leaves it just as it is. He is not concerned with changing governments and changing things. As he finds them, he leaves them. But he tells the eternal story. For the Old Testament, which is that prophetic blueprint of the story, as told us in the New Testament, is simply a shadowy intimation, or I would say intimations, for there are many shadowy intimations, of this eternal reality. It's something that is timeless. It is taking place forever and forever and forever. 
It didn't take place once and forever 2,000 years ago. It is taking place in the unexpected breast of man or woman. And when it happens, he is awed. He is stunned. He goes back and he searches the scripture and he finds it. It's there. It was always there. But he didn't see it. It was always in scripture. But man saw it differently because he was told it as a story. That it may enter in at the lowly door because of his consciousness away down on this level. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.